Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Hello, my wonderful friends, and welcome to the series on connections. In Awe of Connections, July 2023. This series is just going to be kind of deeply personal and special to me. I originally recorded this first interview in May with the young lady that I'm featuring, thinking that we were going to have her as a bonus episode. And as things get complicated and busy in life, we just ended up not being able to get that cranked out and happy to be able to produce it as a featured episode to kick off this month's series on connections. I thought it fit perfectly in there because on the day when I was interviewing our guest for today, I could not help but be deeply awe-inspired by the connections. We share some of that in the interview, but you'll find out that Cami and I have been connected for quite a little while. She is a young woman on a beautiful path in her life, and I have been grateful to know her for quite a while and be connected to her. As educators, we know that there is power in that. It's really what we're all about. So I am excited to share with you today the guest to kick off this wonderful series. Cami Myers started writing because she was jealous, little sister who wanted to try writing because her older brother was being forced into it. In natural little sister fashion, she stormed off, but then started scribbling a story where her brother was the villain. She is a teenage author, excited and simultaneously terrified to be publishing her very first book. Cammie lives in northern Wisconsin with her parents, brother, and two dogs, who she loves more than anything in the world. When not reading or writing, which admittedly is what she does most of the time, she likes to watch and critique movies, spend time with her friends, correct the grammar of grown adults, and sing, even though she says she's not very good. She enjoys musicals and music and can rarely be found without a song stuck in her head. Her dream is to keep writing and just make it through algebra. In this episode, we discuss Cammie's job shadow experience and our connection, the book she wrote and published and the process of self-publishing, and we dive into Cammie's inspiration for her writing passions, her dreams, her goals, and her aspirations. My friends, this will be one of the interviews that I remember for a very long time. I hope that as you listen, you find joy reminiscing in your own connections. I hope that you hear wisdom from this beautiful young woman's mouth as we process through her connections story. It is with great joy that I share with you in awe of Cami Myers. Welcome Cami Myers to the In Awe Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show and face-to-face recording this. Yeah. (laughs) Cammie and I were just talking earlier this afternoon, and there have only been two other face-to-face interviews that I've done. Do you remember who they are? Your mom and my mom. That's right. So me. (laughs) (laughs) And you, your third time's a charm. So Cammie um, is a first-time guest to the Anna podcast, but as referenced, your mom has been on the show twice. Twice. And I was in the building for one of them. That's right. So I feel like this might be a good opportunity to share. We have Cami featured here as a bonus episode in the month of May in awe of Radiance. 
And I'm so excited because first of all, I've known Cammie for quite a while and since she was pretty young. And one of the special pieces about Cammie is that she has this really beautiful, radiant spirit. And that is how we got connected was your mom. Do you want to share about that? You were both staff members at Spooner High School and you were the principal and you had just become the principal. I don't remember meeting you, but I remember I thought you were pretty and you had candy. So instantly I liked you. (laughs) And I was seven, maybe six, seven, something like that. I was very young. I was first, second grade. And I remember you sang Jolene that one time and I sang with you and then you showed me the other Dolly Parton songs. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had forgotten about that until now. So what you're saying is we connected over music yeah. and snacks. And snacks. <laughs> Chocolate, to be specific. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. So you, yes, you are the brave and brilliant and beautiful daughter of one of my um, favorite people I've ever worked with, a former current guidance counselor, but my former guidance counselor in the last district that I was in as a principal. And so I am just beaming. Sorry, it's taking me a moment because I was remembering that Jolene song and how Cammie would come into the office and knew that she had full permission to go in the snack drawer whenever. And you would bring friends. I would. <laughs> Yeah, it was whatever kids were around you yeah, because that's yeah. something about And I'd be you. like, hey, this woman has chocolate. <laughs> and she'll share. <laughs> Which the thing that I loved about that is being the high school principal, there's always a stigma that they're the disciplinarian and the mean one in the building. And it always brought me such joy at the end of the day when you would all come in and just know that you had free reign. You could come in. You were welcome. And you knew that, you know. Just like any of the other students could have too, but you definitely glommed onto that. But the cool part is when I'm remembering back to that time is just this bigger than life personality that you had as a young being and just the joy that you would emanate. And I specifically remember once you made me some treats and then you recorded a video. Do you remember that? No. (laughs) I'll have to find it. It was some fabulous prize you gave me for always having the best treats, but then you made some bars for me to kind of reciprocate that. And I just remember thinking, what a sweetheart. This this young lady's got it figured out. Such a kind person. (laughs) So why in the world do we have you on the podcast today? We've been reunited and it feels so good. She's like, she's singing to me, but you, if you could see it, listeners, she just started dancing. That's why I love it. Um, today, Cami job shadowed me and I'm so grateful that I got the chance to do this with you. Do you want to share with the listeners a little bit about what you shadowed? Cause it wasn't just one job, but a few. So we started the morning by going to the Shell Lake school library mm-hmm. and I shadowed you there and we taught a fourth grade class and two kindergarten classes Mm -hmm. and then you've done some conference calls with principals Mm -hmm. coaching calls I think you called them and then you recorded a different podcast that I was listening over your shoulder with (laughs) and now we're recording this one right so how awesome that 
First of all, CAMI goes to a school that values the ability for students to project ahead and to analyze their choices for what they might do in their futures. And as an eighth grader, though you jokingly said you don't have any goals <laughs> to me earlier today, um, that school has the structure in place that offers the students at the eighth grade level an opportunity to job shadow. Whether you felt like it was an opportunity or a requirement, you could decide to say. <laughs> it was a requirement until I was able to job shadow my dream of becoming Sarah Johnson. <laughs> it was a requirement until you made it an opportunity is what I just heard, right? Yes. So super cool. Um, and what a wonderful opportunity to share the day with you, Cami. It's reminding me so much of, because, you know, part of it was you asked me questions about why I chose to do the work I do, how the skills could transfer. And that was part of the system. But it gave me an opportunity to reflect myself. And one of the things that we do in education is always try to remember the why. Why do we do this? Why do we do what we're doing? And sometimes when you get old like me and you get stuck in the grind of a day, you can forget what a gift the work that we get to do is. And on a day like today, having you alongside me was a perfect reminder of that. But also it gave me the opportunity to catch up with you. And so as Cami was observing the various activities, we decided we needed to get her on the show because you have a lot going on in your world. Okay. Worthy of sharing. And as we are in the series on radiance, not only does Cami, your light kind of emanates so that others, and you might not feel that right now in this stage of life, I'm not sure. It provides others the opportunities to be more of themselves when you are willing to embrace yourself, your light. And our guiding quote for the month actually is all about that, is that when we empower ourselves to become who we're truly meant to be, then others around us have permission to do that. And we recognize that and we can help them be that. And one of the things that I have appreciated about you um, in your small childhood growing up to now is that you do find a path that not every other person would take. And so I wanted you to hear that and mark it because you're living in a time period right now that's very fuzzy for everybody. Fashion trends being a combination of every other trend because we're not original <laughs> enough. So currently in 2023, but also as an adolescent, as yes, your brain is yes. developing, right? Yes. <laughs> but friends, Cami has found a way to be original. And I, um, I just love so much to hear uh, this part of your journey. So I want you to share with gusto and joy and radiance something that you have recently accomplished, which is a big deal. I wrote a book. <laughs> Full stop. I am an eighth grader and I wrote a book. Okay, now let's hear about that book. It's, it's a novella that takes place in the 1960s Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about the friendship of two little girls and their journey to see that not everything is always the way that it looks mm. when they get sort of taken under the wing of some at first glance very scary gang members 
who turned out to be real sweethearts. Oh, so they look rough on the outside and yeah, they're soft teddy yes. bears on the inside. Yeah, okay. they really are teddy bears. <laughs> That's awesome. And so what inspired you to write this novella? So like it's been mentioned, I'm in eighth grade and part of Spooner's eighth grade curriculum is to read the book The Outsiders. And my friends and I really had a fun time with that one. And every time I get into a book, I sort of completely divulge myself into it. So Mm -hmm. I just dive into it and it becomes my entire personality until I find a different book. (laughs) Especially with that one, it has this same sort of theme of they're not always the way that they seem. And I've always been fond of the underdogs in movies, books, things like that. I always like the underdogs. So I really sort of just took with that and ran and it took a lot of steps to become what it is now so there's endless endless different variations of it until it became what it is now okay so i am so in love by the way with how you described that you kind of get amidst the book and you're you're living it. it and i feel like we don't know what Cammie's going to do with the rest of her life, but we know that Cammie is displaying characteristics of an author who starts to live with the characters and kind of become the characters and they become this part of the author who they, it's almost like these real living beings inside of them that just don't go to sleep. Did you have that experience when you were creating these characters? Did they feel real to you? Uh, They always kind of feel real to me. It doesn't even really feel like I'm writing it. I I sort of just put down whatever feels right and kind of run with it from there. Mm -hmm. So they did become incredibly real to me. Like I, it's to the point where I can say like, oh, this character has a peanut allergy. You know, things Mm -hmm. that aren't, aren't, would never be mentioned and nobody cares, but it's like, yeah, that person feels like they have a, peanut allergy or that person's afraid of crows you know (laughs) like little things like that and they seem so comical because it's such a minute detail that no one cares but does that just come naturally to you not always sometimes but most of the time it's like a lot of it comes from like inspiration from real people so someone will tell me oh i have an irrational fear of crows which someone has actually told me. <laughs> I have an irrational fear of crows. And I'll be like, you know, that kind of sounds like something that this character would have. <laughs> For no reason at all. Just like, yeah, that would make sense. Has anybody taught you to think about characterization that way? Or is that just something that you're just doing as you create? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Do I give credit to anybody on this one? I don't know. Maybe. I ask it because you know I was an English teacher. Uh-huh. Did you know that? I did. Before. Okay, so when we were talking about creative writing and you try to get students to create and visualize and develop character, you try to get people to imagine beyond what they're describing maybe in that paragraph or, you know, the six, the five senses about, you know, all of those things and go deeper. And it's always it was always such a challenge to get students to do, first of all, because they're being given an assignment versus something that you just took on because you were inspired. But that seems to be a really specific quality that you have. 
Do you spend your time kind of, this is a weird question, but do you daydream a lot? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Obsessively. Like, <laughs> probably way more than is considered good. Okay. But it sounds like you're using it in a productive way. Mm-hmm. You also said something that you always, and so, you know, you've created this book that went from start to in a finished stage. Mm-hmm. Have you written more? Several. But this is the first one that you've brought to publication. Yeah. First one, I have a very busy brain. So I have so much going on in it that I'll be like, ooh, new idea. And so I start something. So that's the first one that I've like actively finished. Okay. But I have like currently at the, at right now, I think I have six, but there's two that I actually am like serious about. Mm. Okay. So for let's talk about what's the title of this book that you've published? It is called Because of Nadia. Because of Nadia by Cami Myers. Yay. And Don't listeners it, could get a copy of it just like I did right now on Amazon. On Kindle. Yeah. On ebook version. Yes. And so you brought this inspiration, um, which by the way, did you know how old S.E. Hinton was when she wrote The Outsiders? I think ugh, I was told this. I think she was, she wrote it when she was 15 and then like edited it when she was 16. Okay. Well, we're going to fact check that. I also love the fact that you're kind of mirroring that, like even though the, you know, the storyline and things like that inspired you, it is really powerful to know that here you are writing and doing your thing at such a young age. And um, I'm going to look it up in just a moment when you're talking because I want to fact check this because I feel like you're the same age as she was, but you're thinking she was a little older, huh? I think she was. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. You say that you've written before, you've never quite finished. What drove you to finish this one? I made it for a gift for a teacher who is a teacher, my English teacher, my eighth grade English teacher who showed me the book. Mm. So is responsible for the madness that came after it. <laughs> I made it for her as a retirement gift. The idea came about in February and I was like, well, I can probably get it done by June. And then I just, I started it like mid-March and finished it by the end of March. So I really just narrowed in on it. So a matter of weeks. Yeah. You have expressed like, ah, don't read it, right? Mm-hmm. It does Please say, don't. It does say that she, I was just looking this up because this is real life. We don't want to spew inaccuracies, but it does say that she began writing the first draft when she was 15. And finished when she was 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, when it, it does say pu- published when she was 17. So that, well, I mean, is kind of amazing. The day she graduated from high school. <laughs> of course, it is very different context, right? There's no such thing as Amazon publishing in mm-hmm. S.E. Hinton's world. Right, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's got the upper hand on me by a long shot. So... And not necessarily trying to make it a competition, but were you making a competition? No. Okay. (laughs) So you decided, I'm going to write this book as a gift to my retiring teacher, which that makes my educator heart just 
pound and shake and heave <laughs> all at once. Like, that's amazing. Get choked up and yes. cry. Oh, yes. Um, and then, is it your mom that's kind of pressed you to publish yes. this? Yes. Yeah. Dear beloved mother dearest. Well, because she's your number one fan. Sure. And will be for life. Yay. So that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So can you talk for listeners? Because you know what? I'm going to be honest. There are a lot of adult listeners that are probably super curious. How do you self-publish? What have you learned through that? So I actually owe it all, basically, except for like the original writing thing, which was me. All of it has been because of Tina Posternich. Mm -hmm. So she's helped me. She edited the book. She made sure it was all ready to publish and ready to go. And now she's she's been helping me and is going to help me today, actually, to, you know, format it, make the cover, get all the words all nice, make the text the way we want it to be. And so we put it into Amazon self-publishing because we didn't want to go through, like, waiting for a publisher to say, hey, we'll publish this because, you know, that's never going to happen. We put it through Amazon KDP, and which is Kindle Direct Publishing. And we made the ebook version because it's quite easy to do. Mm So now that that's the only version that's up, but there's supposed to be a paperback and hardback. I don't know if that's actually going to work out because we do have some technical things to fix with that, but that's how we've been publishing it. And prior to meeting about your publication plans with Tina, did you, had you ever heard of Kindle Direct Publishing or no. the fact that you can just do something? I knew like that, that self-publishing was a thing, but I'd never heard of Kindle Direct Publishing, which mm-hmm. is remarkably easy actually you heard that friends remarkably easy i also heard a hint of hesitation or a lack of self-belief or a self-limiting statement when you said no publisher would ever publish that right i call baloney on you haven't even read it you know what you know what she called me out i have not read it but i have purchased it right yes but Here's the thing about um, you're you, my first purchase. <laughs> yay! About you and about anybody who's out there, you know, thinking about writing. Um, you maybe you have a passion project that you have. Maybe you're like Cami and you have done a lot of writing just because you love it and you think, well, it's not going to get published. Nobody's going to publish it. First of all, I'm going to guess you haven't tried. <laughs> Is that accurate? Yes, you didn't try. Okay. Second, there are avenues for that. And I think it's beautiful. I'm so glad that you went this route, that you're trying this. But I also know that you have way with words and a gift about you. Um, So without even having read it yet, I know that it's going to be wonderful. And I also know that you have provided more detail on this podcast than anybody about self-publishing before. So now, listeners, if you have an interest in that, um, you can go ahead and research KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing, if that's something that you would like to do on your own, because I think you said it was fantastically easy or something along the way. Remarkably easy. (laughs) All you got to do is upload the thing, put in your details, and then do the money thing, which program will handle for you, Mm -hmm. mostly, as soon as you put in your 
currency that you want for America or wherever you're from, the primary language, and then in every other area, it just fills in the equal amount to the price that you put in. Mm-hmm. So it's it really is very easy. Remarkably easy and gives you a copyright and all of the things. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think it's amazing that you've done this. First of all, that you did it to fruition and to plan based on a gift toward a teacher because that just shows how radiantly beautiful your heart truly is. And I think that's amazing (laughs) and worthy of support. Um, I know that it is a very vulnerable thing to have people read your work, but you also remember that this is the first of dozens to come. Oh, yes. (laughs) So you said offline that you actually don't have any goals, but I don't think that's true. You probably do, and it's okay if they change, but where do you see your path going toward if it was something that you could orchestrate and was all in your control and you could do exactly what you want to do with I your would, adult m- life? I would make it through algebra. <laughs> <laughs> Geometry and trigonometry and calculus when I don't understand algebra. It's going to go great. (laughs) So math is a challenge for you. A little bit. And you know, that's okay, right? Yes. Yeah. I think about um, the fact that your brain is so creative that that abstract piece of algebra might might be a little bit easier once you unlock that. Uh But math itself, you know, it's a different side of your brain than you're necessarily using for the creative works. Mm-hmm. But on a serious note, how about once you get beyond high school? Is there something you would like to see a dream for your life? I would like to, I'd like to keep writing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have a dog, go to some sort of college, get some, I just get some sort of like English degree maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do really like history, so I'd maybe get a history degree. I always thought it would be cool to be one of those history people on the documentaries, so mm-hmm. that would work out. That would be very cool. Because you like to perform, too. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> right. So it's like triple whammy. <laughs> Three birds with one stone. She's the triple threat. Oh. Musician, actress, writer singer i said musician yeah dancer that's what i meant the triple threat on stage is you can dance sing and act uh-huh. so you got that i am so cool maybe someday you'll be i'm in the high school musical of course you are and maybe someday you will be the next why can't i think of his name hamilton guy lin manuel <laughs> maybe sure write your own shows act in your own shows produce your own shows and have a dog (laughs) and have a dog that's (laughs) the important one and have past algebra (laughs) past algebra (laughs) oh all right you know it's shocking to me that the time has already passed the way it has and we're up to our final two questions are you ready for those as ready as i'll ever be all right so the first question is if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage what would you say i would write it to myself at any time and i would just say you know have have more fun everything like you don't need to focus on everything so tightly mm-hmm. so if you just have a bit of fun and believe in yourself you'll you'll do fine 
you know, like, because that's always been very hard to do, is especially the believing yourself part, as demonstrated. <laughs> if you do that, you're more likely to succeed in what you want to do because you just had fun while you were doing it. And that's a win anyway. That's a huge win. Yeah. Everything, you know, isn't always fun. Like algebra isn't always fun. Algebra isn't exactly fun, but. But you can find the joy in it. Uh Have fun while you're doing it. Um, And I also think that we can talk ourselves out of a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) when we're limiting. And so I believe in you. How about this one? If listeners were to find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what could you say to help them rise up out of it? I think I would say everything will be okay as soon as you want it to be. So when you're upset or sad or afraid or doubtful, it's a lot of the time you're kind of bringing yourself into it. You can't wait for everything to be okay. There's never really going to be a point in time when everything's going to be okay. Because that's just, you know, can't make life easy for us, huh? <laughs> so once once you're okay with yourself, you're probably going to be better. That's probably corny. I don't know. <laughs> it's actually very wise and probably really hard for most of us to live. You know, mm-hmm. and especially when we're in that, when we're in a space of fear or doubt, a lot of times it's because of the things we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that really beautiful message you're giving about just like when you choose to get out of that is when you'll figure out a foothold. And I mm-hmm. think that's really wise. And I hope you re-listen to those words as time marches on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll hear those words. And they do. They matter. Okay, so listeners, we will link how to get a hold of Cammie's book because she's got some goals and I've got some goals to help her reach. (laughs) So please, you know, if nothing else, just helping a young, beautiful, radiant spirit kind of reach that next level of understanding that her message does matter. Um, Huge part of this time together today is just to help you remember that in those moments of, ah, people are reading it. That's scary. Um, that you have a beautiful mission in your message. And I'm so grateful that you joined. Is there a way if listeners wanted to connect with you that they could get in touch with you or should they just come through me and I'll be your bouncer? <laughs> I mean, I have, I have an email, but it's my personal email. So. We'll keep that. Yeah. So uh, listeners, if there's a reason that you feel you would like to reach out to Cami, aside from just supporting her Uh, financial (laughs) give me the money (laughs) well we know that um kindles are not that expensive but that self-publishing piece would be nice to be able to recoup some of that cost for you please get in touch with me so cammy thank you so much for being on the show for choosing to come job shadow today for reminding me of that beautiful Jolene moment and <laughs> just that image that I have of you as this radiant, beautiful young elementary student who's now grown into this young woman who is so clearly giving to the world. And I'm so grateful that you would spend the day with me and time now to share with my listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.